Okay, welcome to episode one of the Better By Voice podcast, a podcast brought to you by Versa, leading conversational design and experience agency worldwide based out of Melbourne, Australia, and expanding the globe through India, Singapore, and here in the United States. I'm Alex Murray, uh, excited to be here on episode one of this podcast, I'm joined by my partner on the podcast and a partner at Versa, Russ Whitman. Russ, you want to uh, take a minute to introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, Alex. Uh, it's exciting. We've been talking about doing this forever, and here we are. This is pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, I've been around digital for a uh, lot long, longer than I want to admit, but uh, I started my first real uh, digital technology and strategy and building products uh, in the mid-90s. And I've been right in the middle of so many amazing shifts in the technology marketplace from you know, the run up to the dot-com bubble to uh, web 2.0 mobile apps and most recently you know ai and cognitive computing and i think that's probably why i'm so excited about the space is the opportunity to see these major shifts in how people experience things has been really exciting and be there on the on the front lines in, in the beginnings but uh personally i believe that you know, voice and conversational experiences are going to transform fundamentally how we engage in the world uh, through data, devices, systems, you know, and how people uh, just interact naturally uh, with these things in incredibly powerful ways. And I think it's even possible it's going to be more Im impactful than, than mobile has been for us. So um, that's me and that's why I'm here. That's great. Thank how you. How about you? And uh, for me, Alex Murray. Um, Spend my time now as a principal voice evangelist here at Versa uh, with a background in the services space spanning at least the last 11 years, depending on how you chop it up. Um, the last seven of those in technology uh, in the agency space and, and really spent my time in the technology sector seeing and, and living through how mobile has transformed uh, the industry and how technology has changed both for organizations and consumers over that time span and the way that new value and, and new experience has been created during that time span as well. And I think the reason that voice and conversational experience is so exciting for me is exactly that, right? We're, we're now at the pinnacle of a time where we get to create new experiences based on a conversation, which is the most natural way that somebody can, you know, can communicate with somebody else, can experience another person, another individual, and now another organization, a brand, and the experience that they will come to expect uh, from each other and from those organizations is going to shift dramatically. I think we're right at the start of it. Um, and just a super exciting time to be a part of this. We didn't really set the table of why we're doing a, a podcast. Why, why I, that's, you know, that's who we are, but, but why the heck do you want to, do we want to do this? Why are we here? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great question and, and a great place to go. You know, I think for us, we have a, a unique perspective and a unique lens um, on organizations, on commerce, on consumers, and, and on the way that conversational experiences are evolving quickly. And I think being able to provide over the coming weeks and months and years, uh, our perspective and our opinion on the space to be able to share the vision of where we see it headed, where other organizations are starting to see it headed, and then bring in uh, some of the leading experts, whether it be in, in voice and conversational strategy or executives from different brands and organizations that we work with and their opinion on how the space is evolving and just share that information more broadly with the community 
to be able to create a, a better sense of awareness, a better sense of meaning around the space, and maybe a bit of direction as well in our perspective on where it's going. I'd love to have your take as well. We first started talking about this, part of our you know, thought process was, how do we best share? You know, so when you go back to what you just talked about, how do we bring this forward? And, you know, obviously podcasting has been taking off, but one of the things I really loved was about the medium is it gives us a chance to sort of uh, uh, just be natural and talk about it rather than try to wordsmith everything in a really perfect blog post with the right tagline and title and, and image uh, with a caption. So, uh, and, and I think people are going to get a lot more out of, out of that. And, and I love the opportunity that you talked about. I can't wait to start interviewing a bunch of people and bringing their voice to, to this conversation. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about doing it from that perspective. And, you know, what's amazing is, is Versa is so well poised to really be a part of this conversation uh, on, a, on a global scale because it's, it's been one of the first that was a pioneer in the space. It's been at building voice experiences for you know, since the, uh, for several years and since the beginning as first voice apps first started coming to the marketplace and everybody started buying smart speakers uh, and using them. So uh, Versa has got the, the history behind it to really bring that team to the table and uh, 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 present those concepts and ideas. So it's pretty exciting uh, when you think about, you know, who Versa is and where they've come from. How might you Describe the team at Versa. What would, how would you do that, Alex? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, I've been excited to, to sort of bring this, this conversation to life and, and, and to do exactly that, to describe that team and, and share some of the work they've done as well. I think the team we have at Versa is, is unbelievable, right? You think about it from, from a foundational level in terms of uh, our ability to understand technology and technology as it relates uh, to the space specifically, but then to extend that out into experience, both, both through our voice strategists and conversational designers all the way through to the copywriters that are thinking about the brands of these voices. Right. But I think it's, I think if I were to sum it up, I think it's a, it's a group of super talented, passionate individuals that really live and breathe this space, right? They spend their sort of waking hours thinking about it, even when they're not at the office with us or online with us and really take it to heart and think about what that means and how, if they put themselves in, in, the, in the consumer's shoes, how would they like to experience these types of, of technologies, these types of conversations, these types of interactions with each other, with a brand? And they really live and breathe that through kind of their inner, their inner being, the way they work every day. And to have that set as sort of the tone day in and day out really challenges each and every one of us to, to think about the space differently and to put on that that hat of what would be truly the best experience and push each other as we go. That's really the baseline of the, the title of the podcast, Better by Voice. They, the, the team has just really focused and honed in on this idea that it's not just about can you make a voice interaction work and can you create an outcome through a control or a command or a question, but how do you actually make an experience better by voice. And I think that's, that's really special and unique. And the talent, like you said, is there. And, you know, a lot of people want to know what Versa does. And so, you know, today it's a, it's an organization that is uh, building these, this wide range of voice enabled experiences from those voice apps uh, on your smart speaker 
to chat bots that sit on your, your, your device or on a website, all the way to, you know, these new, this next generation of customer service platforms that are replacing, you know, yesterday's IVR systems that are and now are powering them with AI. So taking that advantage of really understanding the depth of voice and how to wield it effectively, leveraging the technology that's here is, is pretty special. And uh, the, the agency does it for this wide range of uh, organizations. It's pretty amazing from CPGs like Coca-Cola. We'll probably get to that at some point in one of the, the podcasts. Um, all the way to insurance companies, nonprofits, uh, municipalities, government agencies. So it's a, it's what's um, that's another key thing about voice is that it really spans the entire ecosystem and can really have an impact in a bunch of areas. So, um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about how much you love the team. So, you know, why do you think Versa does what it does? Why is it decided that this is what its, uh, its purpose is? You know, I, that's a great question. I think that it, a lot of it really comes back to sort of the core of who Versa is and, and through our, our CEO, Kath Blackham, you know, really, really focusing on finding ways for not only the organizations we work with, but also for their customers to really experience a better life, right? And part of that life experience is how do we have interactions, uh, not just with our friends and family and coworkers, but with the organizations that that we believe in. Maybe it's a nonprofit or a um, the bank we use or a government agency that we interact with to make those experiences both more meaningful, more impactful, also quicker in some in some instances, right? I don't need to have a 20-minute conversation with my bank if I can do it in two, um, but really around experiencing a better life more holistically to be able to have those conversations, have some delight and some positive experience in those conversations, and then get back to, to you know, living life and and spending time with, with friends and family and loved ones and, and being able to do the meaningful work uh, that you want to do. And then a vision uh, from you know the top down and from the bottom up that says, hey, we really believe that this next wave of user experience is in the voice and voice conversation and design ecosystem. It's a, it's a way that we can leave our mark on the world and help organizations leave their mark on the world as well. That's awesome. I, I think it's timely, right? So, you know, if you don't look at the date that this podcast was uh, published on, we're, you know, Alex and I are doing this uh, from our, our home offices and uh, amongst the uh, COVID crisis that's, a, that's upon us. And now may, there may not be a better time to, to be talking about voice because whether or not you're working from home and you're utilizing some video conferencing solution to engage with people, you're on the phone a lot more. Um, your ability to wield technology effectively, your time is being used in sub-second slices more uh, than, than maybe it has before. And so, you know, it's, and it's actually, it's, it's spawned a, a whole nother area in which we've seen this massive demand of late around voice. Um, so, you know, we, we see it. I, I don't think there's a single website I go to that's customer uh, driven that doesn't have a little banner across the top that says, hey, just so you know, we're going to have a, we might be slow in getting back to you or responding. And, or when I've called to try to change my travel plans, they're supposed to be, you know, uh, spring break week this week. And so I remember calling and sitting on the phone with the airlines and with the, the, the hotels and the car rental place 
forever just trying to get through and just waiting for a person when all I needed to do was basically say, I need to cancel. Here's why. And their policies would have allowed that cancellation to happen in whatever way it would have worked. And it could have, both sides could have kind of really benefited from having a better voice strategy about how to engage your customers because they're being overwhelmed right now. Um, I'm sure you've seen it too. Have you had any experiences that have been, that you wish you could uh, get those, that time back in your life? Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've had several just in the last, last few days, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, have more stories and I know where to start. I think one of the things you mentioned that's, that's really interesting uh, about that as well is those, those experiences that you just talked about are also stressful, right? You're on the phone for two hours, maybe longer, just to undo something that you wish you could be doing. You wish you could be going on that vacation to Mexico or Arizona or find that sh- sunshine somewhere. You're already not going. Now we're taking that sort of back. So I have to undo all those things and then sit on the, the phone to be able to make that happen. Right. And I think that there's, there's a ton of ways, a ton of unique opportunity in that to sort of bring or highlight those experiences in, in new ways that reduce that, that cognitive load, right? We've got enough stress at the moment. How do we take away uh, from that system and add it back into, into individuals' lives? I think for me, the one that's that's top of mind at the moment, I use Instacart, right? A grocery delivery service. I'm on it like every other day. Both my wife and I are trying not to go to the grocery store if we can avoid it, right? Just one less person or two less people Dude, out and about. Yeah. And the one thing I look for every day across all of the stores that I'm able to use Instacart for is toilet paper. I'm not out yet. I wasn't one of the people that went out and bought like, you know, four year supply of toilet paper. But I'm thinking about it. I know that at some point I got to get it. And it's been out everywhere. So the other day I spent, I spent the time to go, you know, see which source had it. it looked like one of them had it. So I ordered toilet paper, but I had to have a minimum order to be able to get Instacart to deliver. So I got like, you know, syrup for some waffles I was going to make and like a case of sparkling water, something nominal just so I could get the toilet paper delivered to my house. By the time the Instacart shows up, no toilet paper was there. So they delivered syrup and sparkling water to my house two things i didn't need at all um just for the one that wasn't there so there's just so many ways you know whether it's going through through your example or mine so many ways it could be made better by a quick conversation that in in lack of that conversation becomes so frustrating yeah yeah no it's it's a great point and i'm sorry about that if, if you really need some toilet paper let me know i think my wife was really with that uh, that party um so let me know but uh well, it makes me think about like some of the things that we've been doing to respond and react to this in, in the way that we can to try to help um, uh, organizations and companies out. One of the things that we quickly turned to was um, trying to figure out how we can turn around chatbots super fast and really economically, you know, sensibly. Uh, and to try, you know, literally within 72 hours, turn some FAQs into a, a voice piece. And, and that's, that's one example on, on the low end. But I think what's even more interesting is, is how, what, how we can help organizations and how companies are starting to look at this problem more holistically. So, you know, uh, uh, an interesting story that comes along with that is how does a city prepare and respond to a crisis. How does it think about that now into the future when, you know, 
websites and mobile apps are sometimes hard to navigate and find things. This is a great example of where I think Better by Voice really, it really can be. So if I'm looking for some information that's timely and I can ask a natural question and get the answer without searching through a website, trying to do natural search and type stuff in on my phone or on my computer or um, uh, just to be able to ask, you know, the question that I'm looking for and get a series of responses that make sense or maybe take me through a journey to help me get to where I want to go. I think it really showcases and highlights the importance that voice can play in, into the marketplace, especially when timing is so important. That might just be naturally on an everyday basis, but now when we're trying to figure out, you know, are my schools going to be open? Is this store open? Is a, can I get toilet paper actually? They actually have toilet paper at the store. Uh, I almost feel wish that we were more prepared and we had more voice solutions today in the market to be, to be responsive. And, uh, cause I think it's going to really, you know, it could have had a big impact. And, and I think it's clear to everybody that this change in, in thinking is going to happen last for a long time. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know about you, but for me, I've seen a bunch of uh, examples. I've gotten a ton of emails from almost every brand I interact with that says, hey, sorry for the, the wait. I know that you're on the phone for three hours. I know you try to call our, our customer service folks. We're, we apologize. Our wait times are three hours and we're either staffing up or rethinking our operations or you know, pick your favorite set of sort of buzzwords around the space. But I think, I think what you mentioned is exactly right. I wish we had these solutions sooner. And maybe in some ways, this is now an opportunity in light of COVID-19 to help organizations kind of think through those more long-term, right? There's certainly some things we can do in the short-term as well, but to think more long-term about, hey, what happens when this happens again? How do we think in a, in a more useful way about the conversations that people that interact with us may need to have? And how do we reduce some of those sort of nominal questions and then also make them specific to us, right? If I'm I'll use the example of Uber, but if I'm Uber and, and people are calling our customer service because they need to know if they can still get a ride somewhere or what their policy is on um, keeping you know, riders safe, probably most of those questions could be answered by a, a conversational experience that may not need somebody. And there's a small subset that do need somebody. So how do we get them you know, to that individual they can talk to more quickly and then allow those people to interact with Uber as a brand and have answers that are specific to who Uber is, right? Those answers are sure we can all say like, hey, there's, you know, here's the symptoms. If you think you might have uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus, here are the top, you know, three or four things that, that we would ask you. I think anybody can do that. We all understand at this point what those might be. But how do we provide information to you that is specific to who we are that, that pertains to the current situation that we're in? Right, whether we're in the travel space, or maybe it's banking and finance, or maybe it's even media and entertainment. Right, I know that a lot of the uh, at, a, at a broad level, the internet companies are saying, "Hey, we're providing uh, maybe it's more bandwidth for the next three months, right?" Because everybody's home and they're either on video calls all day, or uh, we have a, a little one at home, and, and when she's napping, my wife turns on Netflix, and now our Netflix usage has gone way up, and I'm on video calls during the day. So there's all these situations where questions are arising that are specific to those those brands and those organizations and what are the ways that they're now thinking about being able to provide their message out that's unique to them in a more effective way that's also allowing customers to not have to spend that extra time where it's not necessary well you, you covered you know the 
the customer side, which is huge. Uh, but you also underline the, the importance to the businesses. Like companies are struggling to staff. They're struggling to keep, make sure how they keep their employees uh, safe and secure and, and efficient. Like, you know, you know, we, we keep hearing over and over again that none, nobody's customer service center likes to answer those same 10 questions that would be way better to, to get to somebody else. They'd rather get the customer farther into the cycle where they can actually add value because otherwise they're just, they, they don't feel. So it's actually impactful to both the customer, the, the company and their, their, their service people that are taking care of people. So we're seeing that, that, that happen as well. And, you know, this is one of the amazing things about this time is that the voice technology and AI machine learning have finally gotten to a stage that we can really do this effectively. This isn't like, remember the, the early days when I used to talk to my Alexa and it would, or let alone Siri, and it would have no clue what I was talking about. You know, with, you know, natural language processing and, and the levels that it's gone through and the right design of a conversational experience, you can actually have a really compelling uh, experience both for the user, but also one that is really cost effective and beneficial for the business. Um, what right, right now, like if I just asked you, and I, I apologize, I didn't, I didn't give you a heads up on this. What would be, you know, a great example for you of, of, of when you've seen that in place? Is there any that, that, that come to mind where you're like, this is, this really showcases or highlights a, a, a great opportunity? Highlighting a great opportunity. I think there's a few. Um, I would say the first is like sort of one of the most basic versions, right? If we think about um, trying to get to information and being able to to receive information back in a way that we can actually use it, I think one of those first interactions for me um, in the space, and this isn't coronavirus or COVID-19 specific, was the first time I asked a Google Home for you know the time it would take to get to... I forget even where it was. Maybe it was, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's. I needed to go get something, which is a couple freeway exits away, but it was rush hour. So here we are. And it said, hey, it's going to be 25 minutes. I've sent the directions to your phone, right? And just that experience of like, it, it didn't take another ask. It wasn't something else. And it was there if I needed it, right? How did I, how did that interaction work for me to be able to ask it something it knew who I was. It sent the information back to my phone. And now if I went, I, luckily I know where, where Home Depot is near me. But if I didn't, now I know how long it's going to take. And I have sort of one click away directions to be there, right? So it was an experience that sort of met me where I was at. I was in my home. So I barked it at my, at my Google Home, but I got it back on my phone. Right? It knew the sort of the medium or the, or the mode that I would be in to go somewhere to do something else. And what kind of information I might need to do that. I think that I use that all the time as a baseline for how are we meeting customers and, and even organizations where they're at now and how are we providing information back in a way that's actually going to be useful to that person, right? I, I think yeah, about the great. same thing in, in uh, so many different verticals uh, throughout society and even more, more specifically now, right? You think about your, you know, again, your travel. How do I you know, get information back. Maybe it's through then my email or back to my phone because I have the Alaska Airlines app or the Delta app uh, to now know that my request has been heard. We'll give you a call back or here's your refund, 
just to make those things easy and seamless. And also to, you know, just like you'd have a natural conversation with someone, if I know you're driving, I'm not going to send you 10 text messages in a row, hoping that you're going to respond right away. I'll call you. Or if I know that you're, you know, on a walk, maybe I'll leave you a text I know can be responded to later. So thinking about the ways that we have conversations with each other and extending that to the way that their organizations would do it as well. Yeah, that's great. That's great. One of my favorites that, that I uh, got a chance to, to find out about recently was a problem I didn't even think would exist. But it, it is COVID related in the fact, in the sense of how a company has to respond and change its uh, existing systems to support shifts in, in how they have to work. So this organization has 20,000 employees, big company, um, and they're spread all over the world. And they had a, uh, a voice assistant, a voice app that allowed people to ask questions about policies. And I don't know about you, I think it was a great idea because I've seen a lot of uh, employee handbooks and policies that I'm never going to read. I, I apologize. I, I feel bad now coming back. I'm sorry, Miles. Uh, I didn't re really actually read the, uh, the last policy handbook you sent out. But, uh, uh, you know, when you think about that, it's they're long, they're detailed, and I only really care about them when I need to know. So here's this, this organization. They had all their stuff, all their employee stuff inside this voice app, and the world changed. They had no work-from-home policies figured out. What happens with security? What, what, what should I do here? What about my benefits? Do I, what, what, are, what am I available and have access to? What other programs do we do? What, what should I do if? And uh, so they, 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 they smartly immediately realized that this was a part of their outbound communication strategy and that this would be the best way for people to go because the HR office could not possibly handle all the email and all the phone call traffic they were going to get. So they quickly turned this around and updated uh, and start and work directly with HR. And, and they actually made updates on a day-to-day -day basis because they knew they couldn't get through them. But so instead of wait till it's perfect, they, they went through what are the most high priority ones? What should the new policy be? And as they made changes and, and edits, they got that out there and the community uh, inside this organization was raving about it. Like, this is incredible. Why? I didn't even, for some people didn't even know they had a, had a voice app, but they, they promoted it as a way to get access. And it really helped uh, the organization serve their, their employees in a much better way. I, I just thought that was a really fantastic showcase of how voice can have a broad impact. You know, I think, I think you touched on something there that I'd love to get some, some more of your opinion on as well. In terms of, you know, outside of, of that space, that one's pretty, uh, impactful and also pretty specific, right? We've got an HR sort of policy problem. We know it's, it's pretty like, here's the written policy, the written policy now changed. Here's a new one. And we're able to kind of give that to a system that now can interact with a, uh, an employee at the company. I love, I love your opinion on sort of how are, how is the communication landscape changing uh, for organizations more broadly, right? How are you seeing uh, those changes being made both internally, I think you touched on that one just there, but also externally, how are they changing the ways that they're communicating uh, to their organization and to their employees and to their consumers through the use of technology? That's a good question, Alex. Well, I think I would say that 
everybody's waking up to the realization that the most important aspect of a relationship that you have, whether it's you and I, um, me to my family or me to my employees at work, is the conversations that we have. And too often, I think if we look backwards, we've refined the ability to click and transact and have that be the, the brand moment relationship between a, between a, a, a CPG company or the, uh, the transaction of I completed my mortgage, you know, rocket mortgages, one, you know, two, two clicks and I had it. But that's, that's delivers on a promise, but doesn't fulfill and facilitate a relationship. When we really think about it, the things that become the most important to us are all driven off of relationship. And so while voice can um, definitely transact, like we, I can tell my smart speaker that I need to add toilet paper and it might or might not come along with the uh, syrup and the sparkling water, but uh, it, it can go beyond that and it can actually take me on a journey. One of the things that we've seen over the last several years is that that actually can happen. And it's no different than... Uh, uh, thinking about a broader, deeper, 360-degree connection to the customer, but it gets you can through conversational design and voice-enabled experiences, you can have a different engagement than you might have uh, any other way uh, uh, through any of the digital means, and and I think that that is something that is going to stick with us and become more and more relevant, and we're going to see companies understand that voice experience is a voice app doesn't sit outside their regular experience with customer but as you pointed out earlier let's find the right time where voice is more valuable and and the point of time where it brings the most um, uh, uh, the best conclusion including thinking multimodal and sending information to the right screen that makes the most sense so i i just think that we're, that's the stage we're in. We're just start at the, at the beginning of understanding that through voice-powered experiences, we can go beyond the transaction and the conclusion and actually create an experience along the way that is more fulfilling and, and has more meaning. So that's what I think. Yeah, I think what if I was to, to add anything to that, I would say that, uh, you know, for us and what we've seen is that the COVID-19 has really sort of challenge companies to evolve quicker, to provide insight at a, at a more rapid pace and maybe new means as well. And to be able to, you know, be more fluid, to change their opinion, to change their stance on something. Maybe the policy yesterday doesn't meet today's guidelines. Maybe the way that we thought we'd work next week isn't going to work this week, right? And to be able to communicate those in a way that is quick, effective, meaningful, right? Like putting out version 12.9.6 of your remote work policy may not get read, you know, saying, Hey, here's the updates. Feel free to ask questions, you know, via your, your phone or your, you know, call this number or give us a, a chat solution to, to do that is so much more nimble and efficient in that, in that mindset. And also gives you the ability to check back in, see if anything changed, did something change this week? And from an organization standpoint, to be that nimble, to change things on a daily or hourly or weekly basis as it needs to evolve 
and not have to wait until the next set of uh, circumstances are written. Well, and, and, and not have the overhead of even a, a video with lighting and make sure everything, you know, the camera and so forth, just like we have here, the, a, a speaker or and is great for this experience, but just being able to update that into a, a simple CMS for, for with the right conversational design to solve, to, to add that content. Um, and also the tax of, you know, sometimes we forget the tax of having to read and just being able to listen and process the information and have that direct conversation rather than having to type it in that speed at that lack of that, that, that reduced friction, I think it's really cool. So I, I, I agree. I think that's a really good point. Now we're, we're kind of moving up against time here. Um, and I say that realizing that we haven't really locked in an exact timeline uh, for how long we want these to last, but you know, maybe what we should do right now is just, you know, I know that you've been thinking about along with me, some of the things that we're going to want to bring forward. We talked about at the beginning, I like you, I can't wait to, have Kath be interviewed on this. I think everybody's going to love her. She's incredible. What a great story. What a great, you know, visionary that she is and, and just a great human. But so she's awesome. Some of the technical folks that, uh, that, that are so amazing and the designers and creative people behind it, that's going to be, the interviews are going to be great, but I, I'm excited about, you know, one of the things that you're working on, which is sort of this, you know, scorecard for voice experiences, because there's nothing like that today in the marketplace. Do you want to talk a bit about how you've been thinking about that? And, and uh, so the, the, in the next episodes, we could start rolling that out. Do you want to share a couple of things about that before we start? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to do so. You know, I think, uh, I think when we first started talking about doing this podcast, yeah, one of the things that we looked at and were really hypercritical of was most of the experiences across what we think of as, a, as the sort of traditional voice platforms today right? The Google and Alexa ecosystem, maybe extending it out to the Google assistant from your phone or, or maybe even to Siri, but I think less so in a lot of cases, but looking at the experiences that have been created uh, across those different platforms and those different devices and really take a critical view to, you know, is this, is this making life better? Is this actually useful? And one of, the, one of the phrases we came up on early, which has really stuck with me in, in a lot of conversations that I've had, is taking experiences and finding the novel out of the novelty, right? So there's plenty of sort of novelty experiences. Maybe it's a quick brand campaign where you're kind of in and out one time and you're done. And those have their place uh, in the ecosystem for certain experiences. But a lot of it is, is not dissimilar from the early days of like the, you know, fart sound apps when the iPhone first opened its app store up. They're like, right. you try it once, you're done. Maybe it sits on your phone for the next six months and then it, it disappears. Um, and in a, in a, a lot of uh, platforms for voice, it's even worse because you don't see the app sitting on your phone, right? You download it, it's there, it sits in the background and you'll never remember that you had it. Uh, but finding and starting to be critical and scoring the experiences that exist on those ecosystems, right? Taking a look at things that the, that most popular in the ecosystem from things like Domino's pizza that lives kind of across the landscape, right? Or maybe ways that different either CPG or direct to consumer brands are starting to highlight their experiences on these devices uh, and then scoring those and creating a scorecard that will be consistent week over week where we can start to highlight the ones that we think are meaningful, provide our spec, our perspective on those 
and then take a look at the, at the ones that aren't as well and maybe provide some advice on how they might become more novel and less novelty if that's the space they want to live in. Right. So a little bit of awesome. a little bit of our perspective on the space as well as a critical eye to to what lives in the market. Hopefully, uh, as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all ships. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be really insightful and a lot of fun to actually, you know, you know, take that close look at things that we that we experience today and see how we can make them better for the future. I, I, I'm excited about doing that. It's been fun so far. I think, uh, you know, I have a, both an Alexa and Google Home sitting here on my desk and I get a lot of uh, funny eyes from, from my wife as I sit here and bark back and forth, you know, the same things between two devices uh, to see what happens. But uh, it's all for the greater good, I promise. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad she, uh, she puts up with you. That's good. That's great. You know, just as a, as a, as a part of the closing, one of the things that we're going to be doing is also looking globally. We're going to be, you know, one of the great benefits of Versa is that we are, we are a global organization and we're uh, working across all these different areas. And you might be surprised to see what markets have more penetration of Google versus, you know, Amazon versus some of these other uh, players that are in the marketplace. We're going to talk about how the different ecosystems and platforms interplay within those regions. And we'll be bringing some really amazing people to talk about those because this is a worldwide phenomenon. And it also, it's one of the real amazing opportunities because it, it's a, you know, we've talked about this. I think we'll probably, we can do an entire episode on how, you know, voice, voice can democratize and bring its accessibility to a much broader range of people because not everybody is, has access to the technology or is fluent in writing in certain ways or has the computer experience. And so voice can actually bring us closer together and solve lots of those gaps. So we're going to spend time there. And, you know, I guess in the end, if there is uh, any feedback or questions, we'd love to hear them, right? So we will be uh, making sure that information is available so you guys can uh, shout out at us as well. So uh, with that, Alex, thank you so much for uh, making this uh, get on the calendar today and, and getting this kicked off and uh, uh, take care of yourself and your family. And I appreciate you. There it is. We'll see you next time on Better by Voice podcast.